Welcome everybody to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is episode 204. I'm your host, Khalif Adams, and I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who is fighting the cold with his bare hands. It is Cicero Holmes. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I am uh, I'm out there like Jon Snow. I'm out there fighting those white walkers. Um <laughs> Yo, yeah, actually, uh, low key, I am just surrounded by White Walkers. Uh, I call them neighbors. <laughs> oh God! Is that, is that how that goes? Yeah, yeah. Just calling them neighbors now. Neighbors, what? yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're they're white and they walk, so they're White Walkers. Oh um, shit! <laughs> all of my neighbors are White Walkers. Nah, you know what? I just again today had to tell so today it was a warm day it was i think the high was 28 degrees before the wind chill i think it felt like it was around 14 degrees which for those of you who are uh in in places where you use celsius and you use the uh the metric system that is uh negative negative uh (laughs) 10. So it was negative 10 degrees outside today. And um, one of my neighbors was wearing shorts. Wow. And I admonished him by saying, hey, put some pants on. It's cold as shit. His response to me was never. Wow. I did. You know what? I had a boss. Walkers. I had a boss that I that I used to work for. And it would be we used to work. I used to work on the Lower East Side. Uh, no, actually, it was in Soho. It was actually it was in Soho. It was down in Soho at a police and fireman store where they sold they sold uh, paraphernalia and they showed uh, like uh, merchandise and memorabilia and stuff like that. Okay. And my boss never wore pants. It was all kinds of weather. He always wore shorts. He never wore freaking pants. And I was like, I was like, how? I'm in a bubble jacket, and you right. have no pants on. What is going on out here in the world? I don't know. Yeah, he, you know, he was he. Was, you remember the slops, the slasher? He was he was the he was the shopkeep flasher. Oh my god! He, he was like, yo, I got this. I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I got this. No worries. So we are missing two of the crew this week. Yes. Uh, as you can see underneath me, Reef is not. He doesn't care. He's just here in spirit, not even paying attention to any of us. He's just yes. reading his tablet when he was at NASA, right. not even looking at us. Just not. Even, he's like, I don't care. I'm just reading this stuff. Like right. y'all don't even hear. Uh, Tanya is now in uh, cartoon form. Uh, in the other section of of the Twitch stream, that's what happens when you're flying home. You just turn into a cartoon. You just turn uh, into a cartoon character. Yeah, you you become animated uh, you be- because you're dead inside as you're flying on a flight. Unless <laughs> unless you're flying business and or first class. Um, totally, totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, but, that was me. That was me last week flying across country to get yes. things done. And it took cross country flights are no fun. I I forgot how far. It is from one side of the country to the other. Yeah. And I don't like it. I don't I don't want to ever. Well, that's not true. I do want to do it again. I just don't want to do it again soon. Yeah. Because well, that thing like fucks with your body and your it, brain. It does. It does. Well, wait, wait for uh, wait for uh, Elon Musk. He'll build he'll build the, the channels and we'll we'll be able to uh, 
cart across all sorts of stretches of land at 1,000 miles per hour. One thousand. The weird thing is, like Elon Musk, everyone's like, "Yo, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, can you make all the cool technology and do all the cool stuff?" But they all want him to do like technology that we've already got. And it's like, build the railroads, build build new roads, build new cars. I'm like, I want you to make a teleportation device. I want the the Fulton teleportation device that they had in MSG five. That's okay. the one I want. I want the one where, so I can teleport a goat. So you want a fulcrum thing? So you just want to attach a, a bungee cord to something, and a balloon just pops up, and they just fly off into yeah, into like the 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 stratosphere. Yes, that's exactly what I want. I want and, that to be the thing. And they they land on a uh, an oil an oil <laughs> an dairy. Oil rig. Yeah, just somewhere in a random ass tanker. Right. Just for the sake of it. Yeah. Somewhere in the Mediterranean Ocean. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. And then you have random people try to steal your shit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. All right. That may yeah, happen. Well, fuck your fulcrum. <laughs> that is hashtag fuck your fulcrum 2018. <laughs> um, we got to thank everybody for listening to the show last week. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for checking out the show. Thank you, everyone, for coming by the Twitch stream and hanging out. Uh, absolutely must give everyone a huge thanks uh, for hanging out with us during Spawn for Good 4. Yes, uh, yes. Doing, doing that work, trying to get some some love to the, the folks over Black Girls Code. Um, again, thank you, uh, C, for, for participating. Participating That was almost a word. Yes. Um, shout out to Reef for streaming for almost 36 hours oh over the gosh. weekend. He's a monster. He's a monster. He is amazing. Uh, mad love to him for, for getting things together and putting it together and all that stuff. And wow, that was a really loud thing that just popped up on my, <laughs> on my <laughs> recording. Anyway. You'll probably hear that at home. That's all. That's Windows being like, yeah, we knew that you weren't on your computer for like at least a month. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, this is episode 204. Um, Again, uh, super excited to have you all here, both in podcast land and on Twitch. Uh, We have some cool stuff this week that we want to get into. Uh, Before Uh, before we get into it, um, I just want to say that it is also the fourth anniversary of this show. Oh, that's right. This That's week. right. That's this right. This week, uh, I think uh, it, it might have actually been like today or yesterday. I think the twenty first is the. the I think twenty first, ep- right? The first episode was published, but the first episode was recorded um, with you and me. Uh, yeah, about four years ago. Yeah, man. It's yeah. it was uh, many things have transpired since that then. Is correct, sir. We have become the preeminent show. Yes. On the podcast yes. for black folks and people of color talking about yes. video games and yes, never sir. let anyone tell you any different. Damn Anybody, right. You see those damn uh, best ten, uh, top 10 black podcasts. You better better shout us out. You see them joints on on uh, uh, black old nerds and all those other lists. You better shout us out. You see fan bros making cool stuff. You better shout us out on fan bros too. I don't care where you go. Everywhere you go. People want to know. How you feel. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. What and, their uh, name is is what their name is is right. Bricago is the place. Uh even on non black shows. Uh you got Asian podcasts, shout us out. Word. You got uh just gaming podcasts in general, shout us out. Word. Like, yeah, you know. Shout us out. Mean, shout we, us out. We that's what we do. I want to see Bricago on Ellen giving away switches. That's Word. what I want. Yes. That's what I want. Right, dance with Twitch. 
Dancing, Dancing with, Twitch. with Twitch on Twitch. <laughs> that's that's the, we got we have something to talk about in that respect too <laughs> towards the end of the show. But um word, we have a lot of cool stuff this 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 week. Um there's been a lot of news uh this week actually that's been kind of fun to talk about. Um, and then after the break, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, reminiscing about our predictions that we had since we're now in the new year uh, of stuff that we talked about in 2017 coming true in 2018. And we're going to see how many of those things we got right. So and what we got wrong, which is never for me because I never get things wrong. Mm, yeah, I tabulated yeah, he, everything. So Yeah, he just gave me this, the, the like. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> um, so one of the things that just dropped uh, in the past 24 hours, I think it was 24 to 48 hours. Uh, Nintendo teased uh, some new addition to the Switch family or some new version of a thing that will let you play your Switch in a different way. Right. And everybody lost their minds. Everybody was freaking out. People were like, what the hell is this going to be with the Switch? Uh, because if you you know paid attention to the show or paid attention to some of the stuff that we've been tweeting out about, they have been having the best year ever right. uh, in terms of sales in terms of kind of mind share, in terms of all that stuff. They've been doing phenomenally uh, in that space. Um, and they dropped something that is, I didn't, I didn't expect this to happen, but the thing that they dropped was the Nintendo Labo. Yes. So the Nintendo Labo, uh, it's, it's, uh, do you want to explain what the Labo is to folks? Do you, did you get a chance to see any of this stuff? Yeah, so I mean, I did. I didn't see like the full Nintendo Direct out of New York, but I did see, I did read a bunch of articles um, yeah. and, and I did see their trailer. It is, um, it's basically cardboard. So right. you make, you, you D- DIY, and it's, so they call it DIY stuff um, because you get cardboard. And you put it together, but they predetermine what the things will be beforehand. So it's not like you could take an Amazon box and make the Amazon box into a thing and then fit the fit the Joy-Cons in there. What they call them are toy cons Ah. ah, exactly Um, with with the cardboard. So. we got to see a, a bunch of different demos. Uh, there was a fishing reel with a telescopic reel with a string that was attached to it that goes to the switch. Uh, there was a piano uh, with 13 keys on it. There was a robot. There's an RC car. Um, and there were a couple a couple of other things. The people that were in New York actually at the event got to assemble certain things mm-hmm. and then play with many more. So I think they were able to assemble the robot and the RC car. And they said it took, you know, it, it took less time than they thought it would take. They were able to assemble the fishing reel, and that took about 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming that the rest of them took took less time than that. Um, but uh, they said they, it was incredibly fun to put that stuff together and and to actually play with it. So each... ToyCon comes with a game associated with it that you play on the Switch. You you fit your Joy Cons, uh, the Joy Con into the ToyCon. I hate I hate you, Nintendo. Um, <laughs> and then and then you can play whatever the mini game is, whatever the game that is associated with that uh, 
toy con uh to, so and, and have have a blast with it um this will uh be coming out on uh, april 20th and there are two kits that they have ready for pre-order oh yeah there's like a giant robot that you mm-hmm. like you you put a, a like a, a proton pack on your back yeah. and you've got like fake vr like google goggles glasses on your face and you're like a robot and you're destroying shit and you you're doing all this stuff uh so there's two kits uh at least there are two kits that i saw that were available one was 69.99 that was the the uh variety kit which has Mm -hmm. a house that you can yeah you can color the house and customize it the house rc cars fishing rod motorbike and the piano and then the the big robot giant proton pack robot suit costs seventy nine ninety nine. Wow! So and it's just the the cool robot suit, uh, in in quotes directly from Nintendo. Uh, Pre orders have begun, and it it's you know of course because it's Nintendo, uh, it's gonna sell out. Um, Kyle, what did you what did you think? I've got thoughts. Do you want me to give my thoughts first? Or do you yeah. want to give your thoughts first? No, no, no. Keep going. I, I so, want to hear what you have to think about this. Stuff. So I personally think that it's apropos that this um, this product is being released on April twentieth, because um, if you if you know April twentieth is also four twenty, you've got to be high as a kite in order <laughs> to think that this is a good idea. It's going to sell incredibly well. Of course it is. But like, so you, so you put the thing together, right? So you put, you, you put the kits together, right? Uh, you get the, you get the little cardboard and you play with it for five minutes and you're like, oh, that was fun. That was a fun, fun time. And, you know, and preferably, optimally, you're putting it together with, you've got your friends around. You said, hey, I got that Labo thing. Labo. Right. I got that Labo. Um, you put it together with your friends and you guys all play the games and you do all that stuff, right? And and you, you have fun for like two hours. Then you put it away, right? Mm-hmm. Then when you come back to play it again, it's fucking broken because it's made out of fucking cardboard. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen when when the time comes to pull the shit out again? Like... Come on, come on, guys. Uh, so you know, so so the brilliance of Nintendo is they've made this thing that these made these things that cost you know next to nothing. They're charging people a fair amount of money, um, you know, far more than they're worth. Like all the other products that uh, that I think the Switch, uh, all the Switch accessories that have come out so far, um, you know. And far be it for me to criticize the all-powerful switch, you know we 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 cower in fear from your from your Majesty, but uh, you're gonna play with it, then you're gonna put it away, and then when you go to pull it out again, it's gonna be broken. It's gonna be broken. Like there's no way these things are too big. And if you saw the robot, the robot is kind of flimsy. The RC car is kind of flimsy. They work. They're cool. But, like, you can't store that shit. Like, you can't store that in a, you know, you know what you, you know how you're going to store them? You're going to spend 
$49.99 for the Labo storage kit directly <laughs> from Nintendo. And and that's how you're going to be able to store those. I'm not even going to talk about the cool robot suit that you get for $79.99. Um, you know, where the hell are you going to put that big-ass box? I hope you don't have pets because Ooh. because those are going to belong to your pets after you Ooh. play with them once. I didn't think about that. Oh, that's, I that's, didn't think about that. That's why oh. I'm here. That's why Ooh, I'm here. Now, I can see it now, the, the Labo vomit Vomit yep. box. Yeah, or, or, or hairballs you know, in it. Right, right, exactly. The the Labo scratching post. It's cardboard. <laughs> it's cardboard, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's cardboard. Uh, well, one of the things I tweeted out was this is going to be a really interesting time for parents because you're going to have the parent who can afford to get a Labo uh, thing for their folks. Uh, but then you're going to have the folks who are going to be like, yo, if I put markers and color this McDonald's box, I will totally be able to get away with getting this thing for my kid that doesn't do anything. It's going to be a lot. Of, think about all the bootleg rock bootleg. band stuff that used oh, to be yes. out there in the world. Yes. Yo, I can't I cannot wait for uh, I can't wait to go on 33rd Street and see an African dude in tuxedo shoes with. <laughs> With the cabos, the oh. for Nintendo, and yeah. yeah, and it's you know it's gonna be like a project tenement building, cardboard joint, and it's gonna be like the elevator's not gonna work. Um, Stupid. Yeah, it's man. Listen, I, I well, for, there's a couple of things. Yes to everything that you said because that's gonna be. I didn't think about the pet angle, and we have right. pets in our home, so that I know already. Right, everything is gonna be broken if you leave it around. You're gonna need to like lock up your labos, right, uh, and make sure that you have stuff in in a place that nobody else can can touch it or get to it. Second of all, shame on Nintendo uh, for not TMing collabo as a uh. thing that you could have done with uh, uh, with this system of of new. Yes. Hard, is it is it? Do you even do you even uh, categorize it as hardware? Because it's because it's cardboard. It's it's uh, yeah. Because um, like because think about it. Because Wavecolor did that. Google Google cardboard or yeah what? Google cardboard yeah. Like they did their own version of that. You stick right. tech into cardboard stuff right. that makes it right. into actual usable right. uh, gear. Mm-hmm. But what I mean the thing that I'm there's so many weird uh, aspects to this. And mind you, I think it's really smart. Sure. Like I like to see Nintendo kind of going in this completely opposite direction of saying, "You want 4K? You want the best bit rate? VR, right, you want the right, VR? Right. Fuck you! We're gonna go right. straight back to paper and pen and cardboard, right? And just say f it and don't care, right? Which is interesting, right? Um, but I do think that it's like, I feel like this is another version of Wii Sports where it's like this interesting one trick pony that unless you can program into it multiple applications and multiple uses right it's gonna get really boring really quick and you're just gonna then have all this random cardboard shit around your crib trying to figure out what you're gonna do with it god no you won't why you won't have random cardboard because that's just gonna be broken and thrown (laughs) away like you, you 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 will get one if you are meticulous with it two uses tops out of most of those things I, I, yeah, I, I'm, um, I, I'm afraid for people who are like clumsy right? or like people who are like 
prone to just dropping shit and stepping right. on stuff. Right. Like you can't, like you can't have babies around this stuff. Oh, are they gonna because they're gonna drool on it. No, they're um, gonna drool on it. They're just gonna step on it and they're gonna right. lay on it and sit on it. And, right. And well, it, yeah, I mean, like mess yeah. It up. I mean, but that's I, you're just as likely. Like I said, you know, it's gonna be released on 420. If you are uh, celebrating like you should, you're gonna play with it. You're gonna put it together, and then you're gonna space out um, as you're eating Doritos, and you're gonna step on it. Oh wait right a after, Right after you're done. Okay. Two 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 things. Right. One I, one I want to give a quick shout out to to Catatonic. Uh, Mango, Mango in the chat, yeah. uh, who who says um, I'm kind of excited to see what people do with it. What if Nintendo helps us with the sensors? If people started building their own and encouraging a community where people can share. Now that's an interesting concept because that was something that I was thinking about as well. Where you see with the um, the maker community currently, right. who have figured out ways to both make uh, guns and mm-hmm. also make <laughs> make other right. cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, with, uh, make controller cases and Yeah, make else, make a yeah. whole bunch of really cool stuff right. with their maker bots and other stuff like that. It would be really cool to see that translate into something that we see on the uh, on the labo side of thing. It, what they what they need to do this would be the thing that sets them apart and also makes them every dollar on the planet mm-hmm. is besides making just the kits, the DIY, the, the, not DIY kits. I hate to call them DIY because they're not, like you said. The, the initial kits is making the maker for kits. So you, mm-hmm. make a, you make a template or something else that you can manufacture yourself. You get some corrugated cardboard from whatever, you know, Home Depot or whatever. Right, right. And you can make the plans on your computer. And then Mm -hmm. they make something that you can actually make the diagrams with so that you can start to craft your own stuff like like uh, Mango was talking about. That would be that would be a game changer. So so let let me let me uh, clear the air for with one thing. I think this is a brilliant idea. Just like. I applaud the irony of this statement. It's not lost on me um, that I'm about to make. I applaud Nintendo for thinking outside of the box <laughs> by introducing you to cardboard fucking boxes. Like, I, 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 I really, really, you know, in all sincerity, I think it, it is a stroke of brilliance. I love the fact that it's going to be fun. That initial moment where you pull out this sheet of cardboard and you putting that thing together as a project for yourself and, and your and your significant other or for yourself and your friends or for yourself and your kids like that project and then playing with the fruits of your labor um, and being able to do it in, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes is going to be incredible. And that's going to be great. But th- but my my worry is that these things are are not going to be durable enough for multiple playthroughs and or um or like in addition except for the piano like the piano i don't think is going to be available for multiple playthroughs but i also think that like like you said the use cases for this stuff is going to be so limiting that people may not want to revisit them after one or two times Right. So, you know, like, I don't know how many of you have gone out and spent 70, 70 or 80 bucks on a on a game that you play twice for a total of an hour or two hours and felt like you got great value out of it. Right. Um, you know, like you may have 
rich, memorable experiences, and maybe that's enough. Um, but I just I don't see these things being durable enough for them to, you know, subsist for you know a month even, not even six months or or two years. Um, yeah. But it it would be great if this thing turns, you know, like if the 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 popularity of the labo and the popularity of the toy cons um is pushed out into the community and the community is able to uh use these things um uh, in addition to their ability to code uh you know maybe maybe this is what we see maybe what we see at e3 this year and, and maybe i should save this for a prediction hashtag subnostication Oh, see, that's bullshit. You can't yeah. just throw it on there at the end. Hashtag subnostication. Fine. What, what we will see at E3, well, not at E3 because Nintendo's not at E3, but in, an, in, in a future Nintendo Direct after uh, Labo becomes a success, after the Toy-Cons become a success, we get to see the Toy-Con maker mm. like Mario Maker where you're able to build Toy-Con games within this one game and then also uh build the the cardboard construction kits that that correlate with said game i want to see someone playing nintendo labo in a lambo lambo labos lambo labo liggity loo collabos collabos yes Brought to you by Kanye West. Yes. And Rockefeller. Yeah, fam. <laughs> yeah. I it's it's I, I, I do wonder. Well, here's the thing too, is like I'm I'm In Cabo, yes. In Cabo. In Cabo. Yes. yes. In Cabo. Yes. I think that there has to be like, are they gonna set up like labo recycling centers? <laughs> well, I mean it's it's, it's cardboard, so you can put it in your regular trash and like get right. it out of there once you're done with it. Right. And I do feel to a certain extent that it's actually a little bit better for it's way better for the environment than of we saw with is. the rock band stuff that had nothing but plastic guitars and keyboards right. and all that stuff. So that is fairly smart. I think that the idea behind it is going to sell like hotcakes because everyone loves Nintendo and they will buy anything that Nintendo does. Right. But it is pretty innovative for them to kind of go backwards, right? Go backwards in terms of tech. Sure. Um, while leveraging the stuff that they already have in the in in the world, which I think is is pretty cool. I just hope that they um, think again outside the box. Uh, pun intended by offering up ways for you to kind of customize the experience besides just coloring and putting stickers on it. Um, and I do wonder how it's going to sell fairly, fairly uh, well, because I would like, I can't front, I would want that kind of ghostbuster proton pack robot thing. Like that looks kind of cool, but right. my fat ass ain't going to fit into it. But once, and then what if I sweat? If right. I sweat, well, I if you sweat, sweat. It's, it's, it's done. Is it going to be all moist on my back? Right. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna have a moist. I'm gonna have a moist labo. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Everyone yep. get that trending on Twitter. Moist yeah. labo, moist labos, yeah, moist yeah. labos. Yeah, your toy con is wet. Your toy con. Speaking of that, uh, another thought that I had was that uh, I would love to have seen what the adult entertainment business would do. With, oh my gosh! Uh, with lab, <laughs> with with the labo technology, uh, <laughs> I had that thought. It was one of the first things I thought. I was like, 
Oh, somebody's gonna make a Labo flashlight, and this is gonna yeah. be terrible. It's cardboard. Ouch! <laughs> oh, ouch! Ouch! Uh, I was like, it's gonna be real bad. You never yeah. know. People have yeah. sex with freaking doorknobs and fucking yeah, uh, uh, yeah. gas hey, pipes look, and shit. I'm not here to judge, fucking, man. I, I'm not judging. I'm just right. drink this water real quick. Right? Yeah. Uh, but like. Uh, so hackers, uh, so allegedly, um, hackers are really close to cracking the the switch OS. So maybe mm-hmm. he will be able to get some bootleg versions of toy cons and and uh, you know some some kind of toys to life in cardboard toys to life. Uh, I, I mean, look, here's the thing: we're talking about this shit. We yeah. know it's going to sell incredibly well. Yeah. We, like we're like our mind is blown that they they went this simplistic. It's ingenious in its simplicity. Um, you know, kudos to them. If I had a hat on, I would I would tip my hat to them. Uh, I just I, I just realistically, I don't see how this will last beyond, you know, a couple of uses. Question is, Kai, you've got a switch. You love yep. your switch. Yeah. Have you pre-ordered? Hell no. I'm not spending seventy to. I'm not spending sixty to seventy dollars on cardboard. No, seventy to eighty dollars, son. Don't get it twisted. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's, you're right. It's seventy bucks for one where you get a bunch of things, and eighty bucks for one where you get one thing. So. I can't. I can't. And that's the thing, right? Is like the one of the cool things I love about my Switch is that most of the games that I've been able to and experiences that I've been able to purchase on the system have been fairly reasonably. Uh, priced so like uh, Steam World Dig I bought Steam World Dig Two I bought the other day right. on the uh, recommendation of Dan, from Daniel Dwyer, Dwyer over at No Clip shout out to Daniel Dwyer No Clip yeah. um and that was that's so far one of the best twenty dollars I've spent in a long time like that game is fantastic right but I'm not like I don't see myself going out and cosplaying cardboard in my house with stuff. With the cat issue, with the animal issue, with the sweat issue, with the like, right. all the other parts that go along with it, because there what? Because I, you know what I would do though, if I did cop it, I would want to cop it with the understanding that I would be giving it to someone else who had a switch and didn't want to spend the money. Right, okay. so it's like so. so it's like, like okay. you would put it together and play it with it once, and then give it to somebody else. I, I'd like play take, with it for a little bit and, and then take like, the hey. joy of them being able to build the thing away from them. I would save them the seventy dollars of having to spend for doing that thing. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like I right. don't think. Like yes, I think that people get the cool uh, sense of like the tinkering part of putting it together, which I right. think is absolutely you know half the half the the price of it is like what getting to do that thing or half the right. experience. But also, there are people who just want the experience, and they're like, sure. "I really wish I didn't have to spend seventy dollars for this." Right? Like, okay. I wish that there, I wish that there was a way to trade these things, and there probably will be. You know, all the play going, going from Craigslist, and be there's like, only, "Yo, I got a Labo." Only, right. Right. Well, yes. So you'd be able to, uh, yeah. It's. I wonder how the software part works. Yeah, like, they have is there, about that. Right. Is there like a QR code or something that you scan or something like, you know, I, like I don't know how the the switch knows what toy con you're playing with at that particular moment. Yeah, I um, haven't seen much on that. And that would give me uh, any more information about right. how that actually works yet. Right. 
But I'll figure it out. I'm hoping that maybe somebody from the Nintendo team is listening, or we know some folks on the Nintendo right. side to like send us a send us a version of it so we can like play around with it and check it out because it would be interesting to see what the process is. So they also sell the Labo customization kit, which comes with fun stencils, stickers, and colored tape. Oh God, how much? It's only ten dollars. Okay. It's 10 bucks on top of the price of everything else. Now, of course, you could get your own stencils and coloring tape and, you know, stickers right, right, right. and stuff like that. But, but you know, I digress. What they're missing in that kit mm-hmm. for $10 is some lotion because you're going to be messing around <laughs> with all that damn cardboard and your hands are going to be dried up and you're going to wind up with paper cuts. And you will thank me for saying that you should go and get some lotion. I think that we should. I think we should sell some Bracagos, some some Bracago band aids, and see if we can corner the market. Have it, have it all with our little, with our little emotes on it, and sell them drinks <laughs> out there, just to make sure that we got our people, our people, our Bracago folks covered, uh, and make sure that you don't have bloody labos, right. <laughs> Oh, right. God. Yes. All right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Labo situation. We'll see what happens. And, and that sounded really sinister. The Labo situation. The Labo situation. All of you home with your Labos. Right. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see uh, what transpires with the Labo uh, uh, toy cons and all that stuff in the next couple of months. I, it is going. I'm waiting and, and hoping to see the high stream with somebody's high as fuck playing with their Labo. Because it's gonna have to happen. Somebody's gonna make a bong out of boy. it the first day. Yes, someone's, gonna, someone's yes. gonna make a bong out of that the first day with the one that's the fish. Bong cons. Oh wow. Bong, bong cons. cons. Bong cons. Bong bong. Bong bong cons. Yeah. <laughs> so expect that at a at a child's uh, party near you. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> it's four twenty, baby. Four twenty, baby. Um. Another thing that has uh, popped up on the radar uh, that you don't have to be high to enjoy. Uh, is Overwatch League uh, has been blowing the hell up over yeah. the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I have been caught up in in the whole thing as well. I've been peeping it on Twitch uh, for the past couple of weeks. Um, the folks over SB Nation had an article out that talked about how Overwatch League is claiming that they had higher ratings than Thursday Night Football right. uh, the past couple of weeks. Um, they say the Overwatch League announced its opening week uh, ratings on Wednesday, and they're bigger than anyone had imagined. Uh, an average of 280,000 viewers per minute watched the opening weekend, which beat out Thursday Night Football on streaming services for average viewers. At its peak, the Overwatch League had 437,000 concurrent viewers, averaging 408 on its opening day, according to uh, Create, uh, Blizzard Entertainment. In comparison, the NFL had an average of 372,000 viewers on Amazon, in 2017 and 243,000 on Twitter. Those numbers alone are pretty fantastic and kind of astounding in a lot of ways. What what are your thoughts about Overwatch League kind of busting through in this in this new way? So they're also very misleading. Um, Hmm. So uh, 372,000 viewers on Amazon uh, for Thursday Night Football uh, Thursday, you know, that is one of the places that you can watch Thursday Night Football. Twitch is also one of the places that you can watch Thursday Night Football. Uh, you know where else you can watch Thursday Night Football? On your TV, which right. is where people 
that are watching NFL football are primarily watching the NFL football. Mm. Now, uh, to be fair, uh, Thursday night Thursday night ratings are just down across the board. NFL ratings are down across the board. Um, but Thursday night is the uh, redheaded stepchild of of nights of football for for the NFL, and you know to the point where they're wondering whether or not they should continue this season long Thursday nights that they that they've been doing for the last few years. Um, all that being said, uh, Overwatch has been a phenomenon. This Overwatch League has been a phenomenon. We talked about it briefly last week about the app uh, releasing and the first day numbers came in where they had 400,000 users on there. And that's remarkable. And it's only going to go up. Um, you know, as as people talk about the stories that, and, you know, and that's where that's where it's really going to um, hit that critical mass is when people come back and they're relaying the stories of the events that are happening during the league uh, to their friends, to their colleagues, uh, to, you know, people that are non-gamers, uh, but but enjoy the drama of sports and mm. the action of sports um, as they turn them on to these types of things. Um, this is where esports is going to take off. And, and, and uh uh, I'll, I'll I'll tease you guys uh, a little bit. Uh, if you're not one of our patrons and don't listen to our Spawn on the After Darks, uh, uh, Sharif and I talked about esports and 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 uh, we we did talk about this being the year of esports. Uh, so that that I I really do think that esports is going to come come together in a very big way in 2018 to the point where it it. It almost hits the mainstream. Like it's right. already, they're already on ESPN two, at you know, you know, on the Ocho for late late night things and that kind of stuff. But I, but I really honestly believe that we will start seeing blocks of time on the main network in maybe not prime time, but close to prime time slots for to tell these types of stories and to show these types of events because it is generating revenue and it is generating interest with demographics that uh, networks and and uh, advertisers want to uh, that they want to reach. So the under 30 crowd is watching esports at a much higher rate overall than they're watching traditional sports. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I'm finding uh, that are pulling me in while watching this stuff, and it's interesting because I'm not that big of an Overwatch fan. I love the game. I feel like I've fell I've fallen off really hard from it because I've been playing other stuff. Um, but the production values have been fantastic. Um, it's interesting because like the stuff that I would watch and I usually watch in terms of esports from the ESL. Right. And stuff like that, or the FGC stuff, or FGC stuff, and it's always fighting game stuff more, more uh, uh, specifically. Uh, but this has really captured my 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 brain because I'm just like, wow, if you do this this well, great broadcasters, great shoutcasters, make everything look really good, have the production there, have the teams be 
um, known known entities at this at this point because they've all been um, uh, made into their own teams and, and they're kind of regional at this point. There is a lot of a lot of space in here for this to get bigger and to continue to grow. I wonder though, with the lack of more people of color and 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 women especially. Uh, if this does break through in a way that that it could have if it did have that bigger audience and those and, and more people to root for. It's like the Olympics, right? It's like you root for the people who have the kind of interesting stories and why they sure. are there and stuff. Right. So I wonder if they expand that out, how that's going to look in the future. Um, but for now, they're kicking a lot of ass and, mm-hmm. and I keep coming back to it. Um, do you feel like the, the, the league... Um, is going to run into some weird shortfall because of that lack of diversity in that respect. Do you feel like it's going to, it's going to not really hit the masses because it doesn't really appeal to everyone in that same way? Unfortunately, no. And, Mm. um, you know, and so it is, it is inexcusable that one of the top players in the world in overwatch isn't, wasn't picked up by a team simply because when she goes to the bathroom, she always sits down or maybe she squats. Um, but, but yeah, I heard squatting is dope in 2018. Um, you know, that's, that's what, that's what I've heard, but what? You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reporting on what I've heard. So, um, but I, you know, but all jokes, all jokes aside, it's, um, it is, it is inexcusable that one of the best players in the world wasn't picked up by a team. Um, and and that will change. Um, not that it has to change, it just will. And, and um, you know, so they'll go through this season. They've heard these stories. It will happen. She will be picked up. Um, you won't have to go too long. She won't age out before uh, she's on a team and she's, doing well and she's kicking ass and you know and 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 diversity will come all of those things will come because they don't have the there it it almost seems hypocritical to say what i'm about to say but but i'm going to say it anyway they don't hold the same prejudices to the same level that traditional sports had um you know for for forever almost um you know like it was 60 years into baseball's existence before the very first player of color uh was was allowed to play with with white players it was uh you know 30 years into or actually 20 years into the existence of of the NBA, basically, before uh, players of color were were of prominence in in the in the NBA, and and you know, uh, black quarterbacks. There was you know one black quarterback in the seventies. Um, he won his first fourteen games, but wasn't allowed to play quarterback the following season. And you know, I mean, we we had uh, questions about whether or not black quarter, you know. Uh, a black person who had the mental capability to play court, the quarterback position into the nineties. Um, right. Those types of things won't happen. They, those won't exist in overwatch. We'll deal with this stuff for a season. 
and then things will start to change and then things will rapidly change after that and and so i i will preach patience i will say that it is unfortunate i will say that it's inexcusable but i will also say that if we're if we're patient because the stories are out there those things will change and they will they will change naturally there was a great uh, sentiment shared in the chat. I want to read that off really quick. Psych Stash says the whole Overwatch situation is sad because they had the opportunity to opportunity to establish inclusion right off the bat, but now it's like a barrier that has to be broken down. Yeah, I get that. It makes right. a lot of sense. Sure, right? It's like you could have done that off the bat and then had that as a as a secondary story, or not even. It might not have even have been a story. It shouldn't be at a story. All. It shouldn't right. be a story. Right. right. These are players. Right. The story should be hey. Esports is legitimate. It's sports. It's you know, it's legitimate that uh, that players are able to 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 go out there and and you know, it's the most talented players that are out there, irrespective of their gender or or their or their you know uh, uh, cultural background. You know that that's 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 what it is. The only the only thing I do worry about when it comes to um, having women in the fold, when it comes to having uh, them on these particular teams, is that they have their training uh, camps or their training houses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder if there is uh, the thought about harassment or thought about um, you know dudes being dudes and trying to push up or. Or any of that stuff that the companies or the teams feel like they don't want to necessarily get close to, um, and that's and that's a that's a shitty it's a shitty thing to, to think about in those terms. Well, but it is hey, kind of like hey, let me let me ask you a question. Human Kyle. humans in tight quarters do dumb shit. Right. Let let me ask you this question: Have you ever played organized sports? Yeah. To 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 you know like at. Certain level, like I didn't play collegiate or organized sports, but you know I did play in high school. The the um, the thing that you know that you notice about when you're on a team, when you when you're when you're on a serious team, right, is that you don't care who your players are, you don't care who your teammates are, uh, like you know where they came from, uh, who they are, what they do, how they look, all that stuff. Uh, what their sexual orientation is, all you care about is can they play? Sure. You know the the and and when and you know maybe I'm ever the optimist, but I believe that players on a team when you've only got five six players, you know maybe you have five and an alternate. When you're on a team and you're training hours and hours and hours on on end, um. Maybe initially you look at, oh, it's a girl. She's got curves and da-da-da-da, whatever. Um, but but eventually you're just out there and you're teammates. And right. you won't do you won't do something that is out of bounds to your teammate because it jeopardizes the chemistry of your team and it jeopardizes your standing on the team and you desperately want to be there. And it also jeopardizes the team standing within the league. Right. So so I, I personally, I believe that it's less like you're less likely to receive any type of unwanted advances or or harassment, whether it be from, you know, from the male to the female or from the female to the male within the team structure. 
it's more likely to happen from a, a team on the outside to to that team um, and and that kind of stuff happening. And and all that does is solidify the group uh, as as, you know, combatants to to fight for one goal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can agree. I've been on enough teams to be able to, to say that that is true. I, I'm always thinking about, you know, the, the 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 way that people actually interact sometimes and some of those things. I feel like they might have tried to safeguard themselves against the thing that they didn't need to. Right. And there and therefore caused themselves more grief than they should have. Sure. Um, but it but it will be interesting to see when that barrier is broken, who that first player is uh, and see what the reception will be to to her or them uh, when, when it does actually uh, go through the process of getting into that league. So I, um, I hope I personally, I hope a big deal is not made of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's significant. It should have happened from, from the jump as, as someone said, uh, like Sykes Dash said in, in the chat. Um, but, but, you know, if, if me too and time's up uh, have, have, been training people anything if they've trained trained us in in any way shape or form is that let's just normalize gender equality so let's not make a big deal out of the fact that it's the it's the you know sure it's a footnote in history yes um but like we shouldn't have to hold a parade because there is a woman play a woman playing in what should be a co-ed league right there's you know there is no you know there is no physical advantage for a man or a woman playing overwatch so so you know let's just play she's there they're there let's play we're and i'm curious to see what happens when that does happen and i'll be happy for it because it needs to be there Right. Um, and it will just make that league even more welcoming to everyone who wants to watch it and be involved in it. So, word, get on your shit, Overwatch League, and hurry yeah. up and get that stuff yeah. done. Yeah, but you know, but keep doing, keep doing what you're doing because you know they are holding the torch right now. Um, you know, because because not only are are is the gaming press talking about this. I was just reading an article today in the Washington Post about the Overwatch yeah. League. So yeah. so the mainstream media, the fake fake news, fake news media won uh fake news awards. Uh, they they are also paying attention bigly. So uh because because they're paying attention, that means people that aren't in the gaming space are also you know their ears are starting to perk up to what this is. So Overwatch is carrying the torch for all of esports in yeah. in in you know in a certain way, whether they want to or not. Blizzard yeah. obviously has the professionalism and the capital to produce a top notch, you know, state of the art uh, tournament. So this is going to be the thing that that really really helps legitimize esports uh in you know in the mainstream so uh keep it keep it going word um speaking of keeping it going we're going to move to the next uh piece of news uh for the week before we hit our break and it looks like twitch is trying to take youtube's cake right now uh youtube if you've been paying attention to it and if you are a content creator you definitely be paying attention to it 
uh, has been talking about changing the metrics in which you will be able to monetize your videos. Uh, it seems to be coming off the heels of the Logan Paul incident um, where he had so many millions of subscribers and had his incident of filming a dead body in the Japanese suicide forest. That story, if you have not heard of it, go look it up. Go, or, go, or, or don't. Or don't. Or right. yeah, or don't. Um, so Twitch, so Twitch, inter- interestingly enough, has now put out this uh, blog post. Uh, maybe it was a couple of days, a couple of days uh, ago, or actually no, it was today actually, um, where they have started to uh, give uh, producers. I like to call us all producers at this point because we're all content creators. Uh, a new set of tools that will enable them to both upload content like they did with their vodcast uh, beta. Uh, but also do a couple things that are called premieres and reruns. So what you'll be able to do is if you have new content, you'll be able to put it up like if you were doing it on YouTube. Uh, all the monetization versions of ways that you'll be able to monetize stuff on your Twitch stream, bits, uh, subscriptions, or gifted subscriptions, all those things will still be available to you. Um, but you can break out stuff uh, that's just directly to your audience like you were doing it for you from YouTube. Manage it all from the back end and the, and the, uh, the dashboard um, and do all the stuff that you kind of could do before on YouTube, now on Twitch and be able to kind of do it well. Um, that's really interesting mm-hmm. because it feels like now they are definitely checking on the way that YouTube was kind of screwing people and saying, come this way right. uh, and come and see if you can do this stuff on Twitch better that plus they just did a deal with some of the biggest YouTube folks, Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, and some other folks who are going to do straight up create straight up new content, just content that is directly for Twitch on Twitch using these processes. See, what, what are your thoughts about the kind of video producer tools stuff that they're kind of doing and, what, and how they're trying to get in YouTube's pockets? Well, Twitch is big time now. They've got Amazon money. Um, you know, and that that Amazon money is is second or third only to Google or uh, or Apple or um, uh, but maybe if Jeff Bezos has anything to say about it, you know, he's he is the richest man in the world uh, now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the richest man in history in the history of the world now. Um, so so they I mean, they've they've got the money. They've got the tools. They're serious business. Um, the thing that I think about is everything old becomes new again because, hey, guys, remember Justin TV? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what Twitch was before it was Twitch. And Justin TV sounds eerily similar to what Twitch is proposing to do right now, which is which is perfectly fine. You know, they've they've. Uh, uh, they found a business model with uh, streaming video games and and streaming this content that made them incredibly popular, um, that has made Twitch incredibly popular. We're here right now. Um, and uh, it's it's doing phenomenally well. And, you know, now it is time. You know, they started basically with with gamifying real life games like you know people doing yoga and all you know all the other stuff they branched out to talk shows um that have have to do with with gaming and now they're moving towards just legitimate content from content creators i think this is a great opportunity for people 
that have always wanted to get involved in in content creation and and don't necessarily want to uh throw you know throw their cup of water into the ocean that is youtube yeah. um you know this is this is a giant lake now twitch is but it's not the ocean yeah. um and youtube is is most certainly the ocean so if you want to go someplace where there where uh, uh teams are courting you and they've got the financial backing of of uh, you know a major organization like Amazon, uh, you can you can come here to Twitch, and and be you know be a smaller fish in a much smaller pond than than you know being being a guppy in the Atlantic uh, over over on YouTube. So uh, yeah. yeah, I mean kudos to to everyone involved and and the best of luck to uh, all of our future content creators that are out there. I'm more interested to see what's going to happen when you have the breakout Twitch content creator, because it's interesting to see how that's going to work, where a lot of people, you're going to get the first influx of folks who are the main YouTubers, you know, PewDiePie already has his channel. Uh, I'm sure Markiplier is going to come over with his channel because they're already giving him space to be able to do that stuff. The interesting part is the money, because Mm -hmm. on Twitch... Although Twitch definitely gets a cut of your money when you get bits or you get a donation or you get tips or any of the subscriptions, any of that stuff, it is a way higher yield than if you were to do your stuff on YouTube specifically and aren't hitting your numbers. So you can be on stream for two hours if you have enough people who like your stuff and who want to see a premiere or they can still even, you know, uh, uh, give you residual money when they're looking at a rerun or anything else when you're not even there and you'll get more money if you have enough people who want to donate during your Twitch stream. That's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out for most people who didn't find their ability to kind of do that work over at YouTube and also felt like, you know, the barrier was way too high for the amount of money that you were going to wind up getting back in revenue. It's like AdSense where you didn't get, you didn't get half the amount of money for, for most of the work that you did. Um, so that's going to be real interesting to see how that plays itself out. I think that's going to be real cool to see people who are either already making good money on YouTube, see if they transfer over, uh, or new folks who didn't feel like they could get into the space before feeling like, Hey, I'm going to make all this stuff. Uh, and I want to see how I'm going to be able to do it in a place that's going to kind of, uh, pay, not pay me, but feels like my work is more warranted here. Sure. Um, sure. The, the value they value you more, right? Right here right. than than you're valued at, at YouTube because you know in YouTube people. I mean, YouTube was built on content creation. Sure. And and once people started becoming famous for making content there, and that became the place, then your value as an individual lessened, no matter how big you were. Sure. Your value was less because there were for every one of you, there was literally a thousand more people with the same number of subscribers uh, as you that was out there doing stuff. So if if you left, there were still nine hundred and ninety nine more people that YouTube could 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 make money off of to replace you and your value. 
and and here at Twitch, it's probably five hundred or maybe two hundred and fifty, uh, and and so so your inherent value is greater here. The the one thing I'm actually really especially excited about with all this coming is it may be the fir- it may be the thing that is the catalyst to the dream that I had about wanting to make the the black G4 TV here. Mm. Okay. Because because Twitch, I mean, because YouTube, you would have to build up that following in a very different way, right? right. And there isn't a lot of cross collaboration that you'd be able to do. Right. With Twitch, with the addition of teams and communities and things like that, right. you could definitely collabo, ha, labo, ha, ha, TM. In a way, you know, TM, in a way that is better on this platform than you could on the other one. So I'm TMing that now. Black G4 is going to come back. And we're going to figure out a way to make it happen uh, with the help of some of you out in podcast and Twitch land. Right. Uh, but I think it's going to be really cool to see what's going to happen. Um, and you may see some original content from us. You may see it from other folks that you know, especially because they know that it'll have a place to be actually viewed and they'll have a landing page for it. So um, we're going to jump over to our break. I'm going to be gone for two minutes or so, two and a half. Get some water. Uh, get two some two. Uh, Get some two and two. Chuck Willery is a racist. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll be back (laughs) in a minute. What's good, Internet? This is Austin Walker, a.k.a. Professor Killer, a.k.a. David Foster Flawless, a.k.a. Bars Von Trier. You already know what it is. And since you do, you should also already know that Spawn On Me keeps it real when it comes to games, culture, and holding it down even when the world is on fire. Welcome to Chicago, y'all. Welcome back, everybody. We just had our break. This is episode 204 of the Spawn on Me podcast. Again, thank you, everyone, for hanging out on the Twitch stream, everyone listening to us in podcast land. Uh, we're going to dig back a little bit, go back a year, <laughs> and talk about uh, some of the predictions that we had uh, going back from last year and see how well we did. So I'm going to let C take control uh, and tell me how wrong I was uh, from a year ago. <laughs> so we're going to go back into the past. Uh, nobody gets that reference because it's from Wayne's World and we're, uh, you know, you guys are young and we're old. Um, so anyway, so we uh, we had our first prediction show last year. Uh, in 2017, uh, myself, Reef, and Kai were on the show. We all had predictions, and the way we did it was we went. Uh, we didn't go round robin because round robin indicates that we start with one person and then you flip back and you go you know, play play fantasy football. You understand what it is. But anyway, we we did we we all took turns with one prediction. We had two predictions each, and then one stretch wild prediction. So. Uh, how do you want me to do this, Ka? Do you want me to give all of the predictions first, mm-hmm. and then and then tell you which were the reality, what the reality to those predictions were? Yeah, let's or do, do that you way. want? Oh, okay, all right, yeah, all right. Let's do that so, so my first prediction was that the Nintendo Switch would be released, would be priced at two seventy nine ninety nine. We all know how that turned out. Reef's, Reef's first prediction was that uh, the VR headsets will be priced at three hundred dollars. 
He got close. Yeah, he was pretty close. He got close. The rift with the touch, uh, with the with the 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 Oculus Touch, uh, hand grips controllers is now priced at three ninety nine ninety nine. So you know that was pretty good. Um, so yeah, well done. You know, man, I don't know if we're giving out half points. I was twenty dollars off, so maybe I get three quarter points. Well, um, I mean, the look, the look on his face right now—he doesn't look really uh, enthusiastic. Yeah, about yeah, right. He, right anyway. Exactly. He doesn't give a shit. Um, Ka's first prediction was that there would be a new skew for the PSVR with a new form factor, maybe a wireless VR or a breakout box. Um, so, Ka, I just want to tell you there was a new skew, but it was just a bundle. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Give the weakest dabs ever for your whack ass prediction. Um, shout out to shout out to Dave Lang, the best dabber in the business. Oh, all right, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> it was the time that Mike Myers had a career. Um, shout out to you, Best Perfect, because that was that was uh, amazing. Or is it Base Perfect? I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it base perfect or bass perfect? I'm I'm not sure about that. Uh, we'll fi- we'll figure it out. Keep going. Apologies. Yes. Uh, second prediction for me was that Scorpio, as it was called at the time, the Xbox One Infinite, as it should have been called, but the Xbox One X, as is now called. Uh, I said it would be sub five hundred dollars, but my guess was three ninety nine ninety nine, and I gave this. Very eloquent and impassioned um, rationale for why it would be. Uh, they didn't follow my advice, and of course, uh, priced it at four ninety nine ninety nine. It was still f- sub five hundred dollars. Half a point to Gryffindor. <laughs> um, <laughs> Reef said that the switch will launch. It will launch at two fifty, and it won't be a success out of the gate. Because of the price, but they will start to make money around the holiday season. Uh, the Switch, of course, was two ninety nine ninety nine, and it's the fastest selling console in America in console history. So Reef was wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> uh, Kai, your second prediction was that the best selling fighting game of twenty seventeen would be Injustice 2. Um, Injustice 2, ladies and gentlemen, is the only fighting game in the top 10 for game sales. In 2017, Ka gets a full point. Dab it up, bruh. Congratulations. You got that right on. Constipated dab. Yeah. hurt my neck. Yeah, Mm. right on time. Yeah, you might bust your ankle dabbing right now. (laughs) Um, So, um, but yeah, so you, I mean, you went, uh, yes. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. Two for two? Yes. Yeah, uh, base, base, my bad. Uh, So you did not go two for two. You did not go two for two. You went one for two. Um, It's a new skew. The new skew was was right. It's you, a new skew. You it's said a new skew. New you, skew. New well, then, skew. then I skew. then I got I got mine right because I said it would be sub five hundred dollars. So That's yeah, screw you. Uh, yeah, whatever. The, 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 the <laughs> judge, the judge, the Russian judge says it's okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. There was no collusion. No collusion. 
with Russia, <laughs> no collusion. Um, so now we get into the now we get into crazy territory. We get into our stretch our stretch uh, goals, our stretch predictions for 2017. Um, I'm gonna read Cos. No, you know what? Reef's not here, so I'm gonna read Reef's first. So Reef's a bastard. Right, I love him. Love him like a brother, but he's a bastard. This is this was his stretch prediction that Microsoft and Sony, their last E3, would be uh, E3 2017. Now the problem with that is that it'd be almost impossible to predict until <laughs> June of 2018. Right. Except we already know that Microsoft has announced their plans, announced that they're already planning for E3 2018. True. So they will definitely be there. And there hasn't, it would be news by now if Sony was not also going to be at E3 2018 uh, because they have to reserve their space. So, um, So if they were not renewing their space, someone would find out and uh, that that would be news. So my assumption is that Sony will also be there. Um, Ka, I will go to your prediction, your stretch prediction for uh, from last year. You said Red Dead Redemption 2 will have... Oh, first off, you cheated because you said you're going to have double prediction because you went last. Yeah. Uh, screw that noise. And that's exactly what you said, too, when we complained about it then. Oh, um, yeah. Right. Um, so Red Dead Redemption 2 will have VR and a major character will be, as you said, black. Black. The, yes, there will be a black major character. Now, uh, nobody knows. I, I put question marks in. <laughs> we can't for this find one. out. Right, because we know literally nothing. Not so... Since we received that teaser trailer in 2016, have we seen anything? Nope. On Red Dead Redemption? Nope. So it has been a 15 months and we have seen zero about this game. Yeah, I think um, they had like that secondary was it it was a teaser trailer and then they had like a really small secondary was, trailer. Yeah, was it was like a second No, it was a secondary trailer with like animals. Yeah, 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 and then they showed like the dude talking, the main protagonist talking, right, and some of that stuff. Yeah, there were two trailers: one to show right. the world, one to show the characters. Right, right. Um, and and you know we don't. The assumption is that this game will be out. Uh, the this game will be out this year, but we really don't know. So we don't know if your prediction will come true, mm-hmm. or if it won't. So, uh, you know, we, we have to hold up on that. But your boy, the one and only, the great Stubnosticator, his stretch, his stretch prediction was, much as to the chagrin of some, you know, some people that we know, Destiny 2 will sell well, but will lose players' mind share slash interest. So, Destiny 2... <laughs> sold incredibly well. But people are complaining and people are not playing. Raise your hand if you've lost interest in Destiny 2. Right. <laughs> so 
Um, and so the ironic thing about it is, I said in the in the episode, which is episode one forty six of the Spawn Army podcast. Uh, it was actually listening back to it. It was a really fun episode. So if you guys want to take a trip down memory lane, uh, I, I implore you to go and do so. Um, what I said was that Destiny Two will suffer much like the Division has in in that it will sell well. And then, you know, then it would just like just drop off a cliff in terms of uh, people playing the game. And the irony is that a lot of people have left Destiny 2 to pick up the division. Yeah, sure. So, so um, you know, the division, as we talked about last week, this 1.8 update is really, really good. Uh, I've, you know, I've kind of renewed my interest in, in, in the in the game. Uh, now, I, I said last week that I spent, uh, I think, the previous Sunday playing it for hours, probably six six or seven hours on, on that Sunday. I haven't played it since, but, I, you know, I, 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 I think about it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was that was fun. I hope like I can get three other three of my friends together and we can play it again someday soon. Yeah. Um, so you know the game is infinitely more fun when you have people that you know and trust and and uh, can can communicate effectively with uh, to play. Um, you know, much like these games are want to do. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so one point for me definitely, or two points for me because it's a stretch one. That was uh, you know that was blasphemous to say. Stretch, stretching out these damn points, I see. Yeah, yeah, it was blasphemous to say that Destiny Two would not be the juggernaut that Destiny, the original Destiny, was in January of 2017. But I did it. I was bold enough to do it, and I was correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can, you can just for people who can't see the Twitch stream, yeah. mm-hmm. Stubby Stan is patting himself on the back. Not even uh, patting himself on the back. Yeah, he uh, is doing the Mr. Perfect move right now. Yes. Patting himself on the back. Good yes. Lord. Yes. Uh, well, what about what about 2018 predictions? So, what about 2018 predictions? That is that is the the case. We're we're missing two people. I was really excited. I thought maybe we'd have all four of us, but uh, that is not to be. But for our fourth anniversary. You and I will sit down and we will talk about it. We will do it the exact same way. We will go, uh, we will alternate. We will go one prediction, second prediction, and a stretch prediction. Khalif, are you ready? Then I will let you go first. All right. Uh, My first prediction, uh, I'm going to take a page out of the Stubnostication can. Uh, and say that the 2K League, the mashup between the NBA and NBA 2K will be a huge failure. Really? Wow. I do not think that the 2K League is going to pop off like people are saying it is going to be. I don't have lots of faith in it for multiple reasons. Some of them being because I just don't know I just don't think that that game is going to show as well like we've seen with games like Overwatch or stuff like that that have very defined um, uh, uh, ways to win and very defined goals and teams and players and roles. I don't think 2K and basketball 
are going to be able to uh, to be able to do that kind of thing. And I also think that combined with that, that we're going to see a pretty good reduction in sales for 2K next year. Really? I don't I don't wow. think I don't think that they are going to overtake. I don't think that NBA Live is going to overtake them. I do think that they will see a drop in sales, significant drop in sales next year. Because a lot of folks who are really heavy on 2K this year, they felt like they got burned real hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking that that's going to drop. Hmm. You? See? All right. So um, will it be – is it cheating for me to say the thing that I've already said as my first prediction, the first obnostication of 2018 – that uh, Nintendo's Toy Cons, there will be a, at some point during the course of the year, there will be a Nintendo Direct where they talk about the Toy Con Maker mm. game where you can make rudimentary games for your Toy Cons that are addition addendums to the existing games that are out and give the community the ability excuse me to create patterns and and potential uh potential uh toy cons for for the community hmm okay so that's a good one that's a good one um my next one is going to be that we will see at least Two to three more Battle Royale-esque games pop up in 2018 to try to surpass Fortnite and to surpass uh, PUBG. And I think that one might be a contender, but Fortnite is probably going to win out. So you're saying that Fortnite will be the the ultimate Battle Royale winner? I The way that... Honestly, the way that Epic has been maneuvering and, and, and kind of positioning that game, I don't see PUBG taking it over in the same way they hit i think 40 40 million 40 million million players for for a for a mode that they didn't really even have in the hopper that was they just made a uh, made their own prototype and decided they wanted to go with it and it's doing amazingly well they had like two million people on at the same time the other day it's madness what that game is doing right now and i I don't see it i don't see it going downhill anytime soon Well, yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fortnite is the winner. Fortnite is going to be the BR winner. Okay. Um. So. In in much the same fashion. Um, talking about uh battle royale games, my second prediction is that PUBG will go 1.0. Before either before E3 or at E3 for the Xbox, it will go cross-platform um, or multi-plat this this year in in 2018. Uh, probably November of, is is my guess, mm. and. At some point during the course of this year, after it is 1.0, we will see a legitimate tournament from from PUBG, from Blue Hole, 
whether it's sponsored by Microsoft or, you know, co-sponsored by Microsoft, but there will be a legitimate uh, PUBG tournament this year, and it will change the game. It will Interesting. Ch- it will change the esports game forever. That's going to be really interesting. So that was your stretch? No, that was my second prediction. That was your second prediction. Okay. That was my second prediction. I so got oh man, I got yeah, I got I got mad shit for y'all, yo. Oh man, the stretch one's gonna be hard. Um hmm, that's gonna be real nuts. Let's see. I think that we are going to see for a stretch goal or for a stretch prediction, we are gonna see rumblings or at least a conversation about the new PlayStation past the pro sometime in, t- in late 2018. Hmm. Sometime so, late 2018, there'll be rumblings about either new spec or new hardware being done in China or some new version of uh, the hardware and not, and not a refresh, but a new, but a new system. Hmm. Okay. Yep. So, so yeah, so no, nothing official, but rumor, rumors galore. Yeah, the rumors are going to start. The right, rumors, okay. I mean, you get them every year, but the rumors are going to start real hard towards the end of the year. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, so, my stretch one, my stretch one is, uh, I didn't, oh, uh, so before I talk about my 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 stretch goal. Oh, okay. You've you've actually talked about the two K league, but in the in the Twitch chat, uh, someone asked about what the two K league is. So for those of you uh, in Chicago that don't know what the two K league is, um, there is uh, there are several NBA teams that have joined together with two K Sports with NBA two K to have a league of actual 2K basketball players that will be drafted and signed to play on official NBA teams to play 2K. And they will travel with the real team to other locations. So when the Knicks go to Memphis to play the Grizzlies, the the Knicks E-League team would also go to Memphis and play the the E-League Memphis Grizzlies team and there will be a draft and they will have agents and they will be they will sign salary, you know, sign contracts. Um, you know, all all of that all of that would happen like it's the actual league and uh, you know, and they would have a championship and they would, you know, continue to play uh year in and year out. Um so this is a way for uh, 2K sports and, and traditional sports video games to get into esports in a real way. Um, it's a, kind of a big deal uh, going going forward. Um, so my stretch my stretch prediction is that this is the year that Microsoft announces VR support for the Xbox One X at E3 and they show how it works. Um, They will 
announce a not maybe not a partnership with with Oculus per se, but they will be demoing VR games on on the One X with with Oculus Rift hardware. So you don't think it's they're gonna go Hololens? No, I don't think I don't think we will see Hololens at E3 this year. Okay. Um, we didn't see there was no mention of Hololens at uh, at CES, as far as I know. I don't know where they are with the tech. Um, uh, it would it would be interesting to see what they could do with Hololens, but I think at this point Hololens is way too expensive. Um, for them to realistically make it available, even as a peripheral for uh, for the for the Xbox family of consoles. Okay, so everybody at home, you have our predictions for now. Hopefully, we'll be able to get uh, Reef and Tanya into the mix somehow right. and get some of their predictions in a in a later show. But we want to hear what you all have to say at home. Uh, definitely shout us out on Twitter. Uh, use the hashtag twenty eighteen. Uh, SOM predict. Yes. Uh, use that as the hashtag 2018 SOM predict. Yeah. Uh, let me know what your predictions are. Yeah. So we can maybe track some of that stuff and then share what we have had uh, and see how much of your crazy, <laughs> your crazy predictions match up with ours and which ones made it into the actual real world. Um, and we're probably going to do that in the next week. So let's see if we can get all that stuff uh, together and share some of that information on social media, on our Facebook pages, and all that good stuff. But for now, uh, we're going to get up out of here for episode 204. Uh, See, hit everybody with the social media business. Social media. Oh, you're, you're, of course, sir. Uh, Social media business is as follows. Uh, Check us out on all the social media spaces at Spawn On Me. If you want our personal information, it is in the bio. Uh, Check us out on our homepage, spawn on dot me or esn.fm slash spawn on me. Uh, our podcast is available on all your favorite podcatchers. If it's a place where you can rate and review, please do so. If you know, obviously subscribe, obviously please tell your friends. It really, 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 really helps. Um, Twitch TV slash spawn on me. Come here every Thursday, seven 30, uh, Pacific 1030 Eastern and watch us live. Watch our beautiful faces. We get all gussied up for you. Cause uh, <laughs> wearing that dope Paragon hat right now. It's got metal on it. It's, it's, it's fly. Oh, yes. Oh, and you you missed the worst dabbings ever. Um, <laughs> if you if you don't watch if you don't watch the stream. Um, also, uh, if you want to send us an, an email, go to spawn on me podcast at gmail.com and uh don't forget as you're uh sitting around and you're figuring out like how can i support these guys even more go to our patreon patreon.com slash one on me donate as little as a dollar and you too you can get spawn on me after dark and the upcoming Bricago beltway word yeah, we have some really good stuff coming up. I have some ideas about who we want to have on the show. Oh, we just have to make sure that we can get those folks together and on the show with us. Uh, definitely have this on your calendars. February 1st uh, is the first day of Black History Month. 
we will be on the front page of Twitch that night. It is a Thursday, our usual time. So again, we'll be on the front page of Twitch uh, for something pretty cool. Uh, we can't say yet, uh, but we will soon. Um, but definitely make sure that you share that out. Make sure you put it on your calendars and make sure that you are paying attention and come hang out with us on the first, especially uh, on that night to celebrate the first day and night of Black History Month. Uh, and you can see me dab. Somebody clip this. Dab. <laughs> clip my dabs anyway clip my dabs clip my dabs <laughs> again everybody thank you so much uh, for coming through and hanging out tonight here in podcast landing on twitch uh, we love you all and we will say peace happy anniversary peace